I say forget the intro. Welcome to the afternoon. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Oh, here we go again. Your boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. I'm going to hang out with all the friends of the show till 6.15 today. Man, you want to hang out with me? I'm in. Let's do it. I'll be Fred So. You be Van Nunley. Deal. Slapping the bass in the back. Very good friend of mine, Mike Vitale. Michael, how are you? Welcome back from the paradise. Yes. You didn't comment on how tan I am right now. You're not. You're not tan. Compared to like a person who produces melanin, no, I am not tan. But compared to me, like normal, this is the most tan I've ever seen. Vital, often when a person visits the beach for a week straight like we did, they come back and one side of their hand is a darker color and the bottom side of their hand is pure white. True. And Van's hand back and front is both just pure white. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this <laughs> slightly brownish hue. Is this the darkest a ginger's ever been? I think it is. Yeah, you had a nice uh, foundation being in New Mexico in 90-degree weather. So. Nope. I think David Bowie used to get pretty tan. I think he had red hair a lot. Because he dyed it. Oh, so you're, okay. So today's varsity, we're starting the show early. Today's varsity is the varsity of hair dyeing, okay? So I like this. I think David Bowie's going to be on the list. Okay. But this, to me, is the varsity. Today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of hair dyeing. And this is across the board, not just sports. You, I mean, you follow your heart. Okay. Yeah, I would say anyone who has hair that has been dyed qualifies. Sweet. I like this one. We're going to host the program today. We're going to host the program for you tomorrow. We'll be here till 6.15, both of those days. All right. Crosstalk with 6 o'clock with one Josh Shushan, the voice of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Is there, what, two, two weeks left? Is that right, Mike? we got two weeks left? we got ten games left. It's ten kind games. of a dash for the final. There we go. So we're excited to talk with him and catch up. It's been a week since we've seen him. We took one week off to visit um beautiful and historic oahu hawaii we had a lot of fun with that but we came back and nothing's the same van the whole station is upside down it kind of fell apart at the seams with us gone i noticed i didn't want to be the guy that was like like to say we were the ones holding it together but we absolutely were it's not even close well that's your nickname you're glue and i'm easy bond they're usually your spider tag. I thought you were J and I was B, and this was a J.B. Weld kind of <laughs> thing. J.B. Weld. Yeah, just, okay. just wanted you to put us together. J and B. Weld. Ooh, I like that. The downstairs cafe, the floor-level cafe, completely gutted. It's gone. They did what? Yes. There was a cafe downstairs here at, where are we at, 400 Roma? What are we at, 404 Street? 504 Street. 504 Street. corner of Roma and 4th. And there was a cafe down at the bottom, I believe called 4th Street Cafe, that may or may not be correct. Fourth and Roma Cafe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's gone. It's just gone. Like we take one week off. They didn't consult you whatsoever. No. Where am I going to get my buttery biscuits? You love those scones. They had croissants. I'm a big croissant guy. He loves these scones. I walked in to say hi to the security guard friend. You know, there's a little security guy downstairs. Sure. So if you come to see us unannounced, here's the thing. You get patted down. Security buddy. Yeah. We got a security guy. And just let anybody in here. Yeah. We hired A. Marie to produce the morning show, and they were like, we need we need security now. That's a thing. Yeah. We'll just bring her cake. Yes. It's a real thing. So there's a new chair downstairs for the security guy. They were sitting in this old, like, did you see this thing? It was this old, like, bought at a yard sale 
like all types of like stretch, crack, broken pleather. Well, just, they found it right outside of a trash. Yeah. You know, like when, when you like, like your kid, you remember, all right, so this is going to hit home with you, Van, and maybe the listener. When I was a kid, computers were so unique that we had a computer room. Did you have that when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Vitality. Now, you don't know about this, Vitality. You had a typewriter room. <laughs> <laughs> so in the computer room, we had an office chair. And that's like whenever we would sit in there and play like flight simulator or whatever, we would pick at the little handle. We would pick at the fake pleather on the handle and rip mm-hmm. it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this chair was downstairs. Yeah. And now they have like the brand new like Twitch streamer. Erg- like ergonomic. Yeah. yeah. Did I say that word right? Is that the right word? Ergonomic? Supports your back? The, chair, oh, the only he, chair I've ever seen that was worse than that is Dr. Fraser C- Crane's dad's chair. That's what it was yeah. previously. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever the whenever on Roseanne, the Connors won the millions of dollars, and they still kept that blanket on the couch. Sure. That's what this was. So welcome back to the Friends of the Show. Welcome back to the sports world. Quan's Auto Care Hotline is open to you all day long. 505-246-0610. Call your boys. Follow us on social media at TalkABQ. You follow us, we'll follow you. Lots of messages from the fans while we were gone, the friends, which was nice. Lots of well wishes, which was nice. The NMDOT text line, I'm not sure if it's still the NMDOT text line or not, is popping. I think it's just the sports animal text line. The sports animal text line is available to you. Reach out to your boys, 505-246-0610. Taking predictions on the football game tonight. We're obviously going to talk Major League Baseball. We're going to give our picks so you can get your picks in because Van won the inner office puppy bowl uh, animal humane society pick of the week while you were in correct paradise. That is correct. I won two, count them, two pick em leagues this week. Only missed two games. So of the, what would that be, 16 games? So you missed four, you got 14 correct. That is correct. So in. I only missed Kansas City. And the Raiders. And New Orleans. No, I got the Raiders. Oh, baby. did you really? Oh, yeah. Steelers, oh, wow. Steelers are soft. You're part of that nation. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. my second favorite team. Yeah. But that's not why I picked them, because like I'm a, a closeted Raiders fan. You're, you wait, you're an outed Razor, Raiders I'm, fan? I'm an outed Packers fan, but I'm a closet Raiders fan. I can't figure out your boys, your Green Bay Packers. Are they garbage or are they the best? Oh, they're so good. Are they? They had one, just one fluky week. No well, big deal. It was the first one. <laughs> and yeah. for a while, that was the sole indicator of yeah. their product. But I don't know if they're good or not because this past week they played the Lions, which are going to be very horrible bottom feeders all year, and they're going to make a lot of teams look good throughout this football season. Didn't look good in that first half, Van. They are down by 11, and then they finally blew the doors open there, Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Well, I think Rodgers is just toying with Packer Nation out of all the, the crap he got all year. Like I could see Rodgers being the type of personality to, to throw one game to Jameis Winston and then throw one half to Jared Goff and then like get Twitter on fire. And they'd be like, okay, I'm going to start playing now. Hey, guys, watch. <laughs> watch this. Hey, watch. And he gets asked at press conferences. And by the way, his look, we need to really break this down. Okay. It's disheveled. It's I, I like it a lot. No, it's bottom of the barrel. I like it a lot. 
You need to get your life together. Okay. Well, it looks a lot like mine right now, so <laughs> it's very hurtful when you say it like that. Van's the type of guy who eats breakfast in bed, and he's like, this is elegant. And then he eats his other two meals in bed, and people are like, that's actually depression, big dog. <laughs> that's <laughs> so accurate. It's not fair. From the texter, you guys enjoy Hawaii? How was the winter snow skiing? What? I'm sorry. What? But- no, Hawaii is not where they have winter. We did have a lot of fun. If you like to follow our journey as we had it, follow us on talk or excuse me at talk ABQ. We had a lot of fun doing that and being about it. Your Green Bay Packers at that press conference, Aaron Rodgers after the win on Monday. Monday, uh, the reporters like, uh, "Hey, Aaron, did you know the team had an Indian the whole time?" And you guys just had. And he was like, "I literally told you guys I wouldn't be here doing it if I didn't think we could." He's like, "I don't know why you don't listen. It's not just locker room talk. I'm telling you, I'm only here because we're going to win." I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pro answer. Sweet. Thank you. That's so good. You know, I just guys got to give it up the offensive line today. You know, defense played really good. I mean, cornerback shut down. They're like, no, we're better than them. We're, of course we're going <laughs> to win. Those are my favorite answers. Those are Coach Danny Gonzalez answers. I like real answers. I'm a big Danny Gonzalez guy. Super big. Tough loss for the boys last week, and we haven't got a chance to talk about it yet. But, Van? Covered the spread. Covered the spread, baby. That's all that matters. I told you. The oracle strikes again. What we need, reach out to the program, 505-246-0610 or at TalkABQ. What we need is like a quality segment sponsor for your picks. We need we need a sponsor for Vans, like Nostradamus, Vegas-esque picks. Like my top five. That's what I'm saying. No doubter picks. Yeah. Okay. Like something like... like we get like a really good peanut butter company, and we have Van Spread like every That's week. Very good. I just came That's up with it. Strong work. Yeah, because like Choosy Van chooses, and then it's whatever it is. Yeah. Because you so far to my, although could be flawed, but mortal recollection. Or you get like a Kleenex company, like don't know what to pick. Use Kleenex. That's a good one. Yeah. So you don't pick your nose in public. No, we got it. That was a nose-picking joke, Vital. It was. Don't pick your nose in public. It's gross. Oh, gosh. Put my mask on and don't pick. That's, yeah. that's a good one, too. I'm a nose-picker, Vital. You ever you ever caught me? No, not at all. I, I hate having things in my nose. It I've bo- seen people me. digging that other studio, though. Digging. <laughs> if you need a mental image what Van looks like when no one's around, I am digging in there. I promise you. Uh, according to the texture, there is snow skiing and mountains in Hawaii. I tell you, what, I'm gonna have to Google that one. I don't believe a word you're so saying. That's There's... actually on the big uh, Hawaiian island. There the you volcano. go. Yeah, it snows. Yeah, on the I, big island. Yeah, about 20 years ago, I went skiing. About 15 years ago, I went skiing on the big island. Then I got down to the bottom and just ran, took your skis off and ran right into the beach. From the texture, five one two. There's 14,000 feet tall mountains. Okay, hold on. I just Googled it. We went to the wrong island, Van. Van, I have very bad news. We went to the wrong island. The hell we did. Sneeing and snowboarding in Hawaii is possible. Mauna Kea top. Okay, yes. Mauna we Kea. could have skied Mauna. on a volcano, on a snow-covered volcano mountain, and we were that close, and we blew it. We Ma- screwed Mauna- it up. Mauna Kea. What did I say? Something close. Kia? Something. I believe it was a car. South Korean. Also, from the texture, you guys should look into a crystal ball manufacturer for your predictions, man. That's a pretty good one. All right. Well, uh, during the break, I will log on to Southwest and book flights to Hawaii, where we will get an opportunity to ski. Go right back.
and with the beauty, like the the technology advancements that we're living in today. I mean, we could do the show remote and figure it out. What's the time difference? It would be like noon there. Is doable is the answer. Is there Wi Fi fourteen thousand feet up? There's not. Service was spotty. Yeah. Service was spotty. I wasn't on my phone a lot, Vital, believe it or not. We're done talking about us. We're done talking about why we were away. Thank you for welcoming us back, those who have on the text and the social media. And think you'd ever come back. Uh us too. I didn't. <laughs> I legit did not want to leave. But like the second I packed my bags, I got homesick. I had claustrophobia. It's like, that, oh my god, I miss Albuquerque. Oh my god, I miss my dogs. Did I tell you I had claustrophobia on the island? On the I probably island. didn't because I was scared to tell you because I didn't want to like bring it. I didn't want to. You didn't want to make it real. You don't talk about a no hitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was like there were multiple times in a day that we went from one end of the island to the other, and I was like, we're surrounded by ocean. I cannot get off this island if something were to happen. And I was like, I had like sweaty palms. Yeah, I get anxious, and I'm cool in an airplane or an elevator, but on a on a big-ass island in the middle of the ocean? I was like, no. No. O- Oahu is only like 45 minutes across. It's a brisk jog, Vital. Yeah. That's all you it could, takes. You could walk it in four hours. I did you not. You walk the whole island. Did not care for that. Yeah. Did not care for that at all. Gave me anxiety. I was into it. I didn't think about it whatsoever. Yeah, because I didn't bring it up because I'm a good friend to you. Unlike you, who wasn't able to curb <laughs> my claustrophobic. claustrophobic. Yeah. Oh, now really? I just learned. Uh, you couldn't live there. I saw. It's I saw a bad time to start. I saw a coconut fall into the ocean. I said, "It's done for. <laughs> It'll never become a coconut tree." Let's grab a break. When we get back, obviously, we're going to talk about my St. Louis Cardinals winning twelve in a row because they're the greatest sports team, the greatest franchise, the greatest athletes, the greatest man- management, the greatest fans in the all entire history of baseball and all things associated with it. I guess also Major League Baseball playoff picture. You're listening to ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. The 3-1. A swing, and there's a drive. Deep left center field. See you later. That's a home run. Home runs and back-to-back at-bats for Goldschmidt. The Cardinals lead by three. Eight to five in the ninth inning in Milwaukee. What the listener can't hear is Mike Vitale in my ear going, hey, that's from KMOX. Yes, Michael, the radio station that I grew up with, (laughs) the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, John Rooney, who alongside Mike Shannon has called the Cardinals ever since uh, Jack Buck retired. Also, KMOX, like I've gone to the Super Bowl with and worked with KMOX, Mike, Paul Goldschmidt is a world beater. My boys were chasing five rip in the fourth today. And then my boy, Dylan Carlson, pokes a little double to right center. It was like a like a seeing eye one under the first baseman's glove. He should be standing on second. It should have gone in the corner and died there, you know, right below the, the foul pole mesh. Sure. But he didn't. Just kept turning left, ended up on third, next to bat, Yadier Molina. A little poke into right center. He did get picked off on first, which was weird. That's very un esque Huh. Yeah, he took an extra lead. He thought, I think he thought the ball was going to get away. The Brewers, the first place Brewers, by the way. This is not a joke team. This is a 91-win team. But the Cardinals put four on in the seventh, two on in the eighth, one on in the ninth. Too good. 8-5 win for the boys, 12 in a row. 12 in a row, Van. That's the most wins in a row for the St. Louis Cardinals since the year 1900. 
And you didn't watch a second of it because we were gone. I watched today's game. <laughs> How would you like the fact that Pujols is with the Dodgers and you have a while, you get in the wild card, your cards, they would have to turn around. If the Dodgers are still in second place, they would have to face them, Pujols, against his former team. Wouldn't that be kind of intriguing? How do I feel about poetry? I love it. That's That would be a sweet storyline. And by the way, speaking of storylines, do you remember our first Saturday show? After the All-Star break, Fred was down in the dumps about his Cardinals. Underrepresented being, at the All-Star game. Being in fourth place. Uh-huh. Not a chance in the world. And I was like, this is the most Cardinals thing that's yeah. ever happened. Yes, it is. Just watch. It's happened five times since you've been alive. They get hot at the end of the year. They sneak into the last wild card yeah. spot. They start playing together. No one sees it coming. And the Cardinals win the friggin' World Series. This is one of those Cardinals years, it feels like. Friend of the show, Howard, is joining us, and it better be to celebrate the St. Louis Cardinals. Howard, welcome to the program. Howard! I lost you. I lost you, Howard. When you get back, we'll be here for you. It's the crafty rotation. I was busy today, Vital, but I was going to say, hey, pull up my quote. From July 17th, 2021, when I said this is what's going to happen. Speaking of the Saturday show, we weren't here last Saturday. Ryan Tamari sat in for us, and he did absolutely amazing. I heard nothing but rave reviews. They're like, we really missed you guys, but, but Ryan did great. Howard, who got so sick of the St. Louis Cardinals talk, hung up the phone, but now he's back with us. Friend of the show, Howard, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing well, buddy. It's good to hear you again. How, how's your world? How's your family? Well, everything's going good. You good. guys are basking in sunshine on vacation. And I was basking in the glow of a Dallas Cowboy win. That was unique. How fun. <laughs> unique? Well, okay, I see an underlying comment coming on here. What's going on there with that? I just, I don't know about your boys, but they are playing on Monday night this week. So they got a chance for everyone to either see they're the real deal or, or see that they're, uh, they're impostorating. Well, while we're talking about football and, you know, possibly game scores, spreads, all that, band spread, I like that. But why don't we get a manure company to sponsor you instead? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I stick by my picks. Okay. Well, I just, just a thought. I'm trying to help out. You know, Vitale, my throat's a little dry. You got you have a beer laying around there somewhere? Ooh. But, of course, he does. That Vitale, he's a heck of a guy, isn't he? Oh, he's one of the, the best. I thought you about. Know, I, I thought I about him all week. Having to say this to you too, but I missed you guys. Oh, how kind! You know, I enjoy, I enjoy your afternoon show. It's really good. It's a little lighthearted, sports filled, and you know what? You get a little bit of both, and it makes it very enjoyable. Sports adjacent is what we call it. We like the idea of talking sports. We just don't know enough to do it for three straight hours. Yeah, well, that's okay. You got enough of the, you know, the manure sponsor to handle the rest. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. So are you guys going to be back at Bourbon and Booth on Monday night? Uh, Sunday, Raiders Den is hosted by A. Marie, and I'm certain, oh, okay. we, yeah, I'm certain we will make an appearance uh, for Raiders Den on Sunday. And then is it next Monday the Raiders are on Monday? Or it, whenever it is again, but we, we will be there, I think, specifically this weekend, but then again in the future uh, when, when maybe. We'll be there Monday, the 4th. Uh, Monday the 4th. October 4th. We'll yeah. be back at Bourbon and Boots. 
Yeah, okay, there you go. Well, I did mention to Amy Marie that, you know, being that my boys play on Monday night, I might see if I can get my wife to go out there with me on uh, Sunday and go visit and meet her. But I did have to remind her. I did have to remind her. I am forbidden fruit. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, I had to remind her, but, you know. That's it. We're okay with that, right? It's uh well. You, you've now made mention on FCC regulated airwaves, so it has been recorded, it has been documented, and it's legal and binding. So yes, forbidden. Okay. So hey, and if anyway, you uh, if you bring the wife hey, out to Monday dis- Night Football, do I get a disclaimer for that? No. Nope. Okay. Cool. So hey, you know, having said all that, I don't even know who what football teams you guys like to follow. I'm a fan of the league. So like. Having grown up in St. Louis, Missouri, and I worked in sports talk when the Rams left St. Louis, I had such a disdain for Stan Kroenke and Roger Goodell in the NFL that I kind of swore off fandom of a single team. But I'm a real big fan of a good game, and Van is a super gross Green Bay Packers fan. Hardcore Packers fan. I grew up an Oilers well, fan. You know what, I got uh, Fred, I apologize. But, Van, at least you're picking somebody in the, in the fight, you know? But I'm, no, no offense, Fred. But, I'm super. I mean, soft. that's like saying that's like saying, "Wow, see how well Miami did this weekend when they win." Because you're a fan of the game, so you can pick literally 16 winners every week, right? Well, I pick whatever team Gardner Minshew's on. That's number one, and then I pick whatever team Tim Tebow's on, and I don't think he's currently playing. So, so that's where my allegiance lies. I'm, I'm more of a fan of players than teams. Are you feeling a little bit better about your Packers, there, Ben? Oh, I knew they were going to be okay. It's a fluke one-off game. Everybody was getting super excited. That was me. I I, I texted Jess for his birthday and told him R E L A X. That's what's Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks for taking my call. Oh, glad thanks, to brother. Glad to hear you back on the airwaves. What a good friend, friend of the show, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Got a kind heart. Got a kind heart. That in football is king, right? Because like we joke that we can't do three hours of sports talk. I could do three hours of baseball talk. But you can't put three hours of baseball talk on the radio because people, they want, to, they want to go football the whole time. Well, I think there's a difference between can and want to because we're sports adjacent. we got to mix it up with something fun and light and fluffy and fun and make Vital laugh. Like, like Aaron Rodgers locks. I could do three hours on the Raiders, but I don't want to, and I would like to have listeners so there are programs that do wide receiver cornerback matchups as it relates to your fantasy football team. And if you're a fan of that show, that's cool. That's a unique fandom. I don't have it. Mm-mm. 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 But uh, Antonio Brown's out in Tampa Bay. And that means that uh, Chris Godwin's going to have a lot more opportunities specifically as it relates to between the twenties and the red zone. And here's the thing. I don't care. Hey, when, J- when Jalen Ramsey's on the field, you really have 10 players on your offense because he's going to take away one all by himself. He's going to take away one. Now, I recognize that W's matter, but the plus minus out there for my guys when this certain quarterback is doing that thing against this established defense on a day after it rains in a mid-September matchup, what? Hey, you, you do see the play from that left tackle there? He did not have one single quarterback pressure him against that left tackle. You do that, you do that for two hours, you're going to win a football game. You know, I'm not saying I'm excited about a guy, but he really <laughs> locked Joey Bosa down, didn't he, this week? Because if you're going to have a line like that that you taunt is so successful, whenever you can't even pressure my quarterback, that means we're a Super Bowl contender. There's only one Derrick Henry in this league. If you don't have two running backs to go at a defense, you're not going to win a lot of football games. And here's, and here's one for Howard. Dak Prescott's looking awesome and because they have a nice balance of the run and pass on offense. That's real. Yeah, that's a real thing. And that's a show. People love that show. I can't give you that show.
I'll give you one or two segments of that. Can you? I can. Yeah, but you guys like analytics for baseball. I could see you guys doing that so because you're big fans of baseball. I used to like analytics for baseball, but I'm more of an eye test guy now. So I used to be the guy that was like, well, here's the thing. After your, after your players have Tommy John surgery, they have this much more success. And by the way, if they have LASIK surgery at the same time that they have Tommy John, and then I was like, they're not racehorses. What am I doing? Sure. Why am I analyzing like this? This is stupid. I've lost my fandom for calling guys mathematically pretty as it relates to, to science. Forget that. That's a dumb game to me. Arenado and Goldschmidt are both mathematically pretty. Though. Oh, gosh, just symmetrically. Is it's like, just numbers. When you, when you watch the Cardinals, you have this different look in your eye. Like, yeah. You're looking at a beautiful woman. Like, when you stare into the eyes of Paul Goldschmidt, Fred, it, it gets uncomfortable for the people around you. <laughs> I want you to know that. I don't, I don't have any hair on the backside of my hand from me right, wiping drool off my face <laughs> the whole time watching a Cardinals game. More, hey, more Major League Baseball talk when we get back. We'll talk Thursday Night Football after that. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Take a week off from doing actual work, Van. Charger my MacBook went dead. Uh-oh. Yep. Listen to the show. I need a P-style charger. 505-246-0610. Send me your Facebook. You know, Apple Marketplace. Got, Apple got in the big trouble in Europe because Europe is better regulated for commerce. They have a, they, did you see they did that today? Did you see that? They got a big planned obsolescence lawsuit. They got in really big trouble for like updating software to make their old products go slower to make you want to buy new stuff. I'm assuming that's what's happening to yours right now. The EU passed today that all consumer electronics now universally have to have the USB-C as a charger, including Apple products. So that'll probably change the game, like for everyone, you would think. Yeah. The world. The world. No No more funny stuff. Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Tommy. Tommy the Truth. Tommy, how are you? Pretty good, guys. Time of the truth coming back at you. How was Hawaii? Woo! Van had fun. I had uh, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia? Island's too small. I'm a big fish. I need be- I need more. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I've never been there personally, but I have a friend. She lives up there, and she, she seems to enjoy it, and the, the weather seems to be pretty nice year long but i heard it's very expensive to live in hawaii oh it's like we did it frugally frugally very frugally yeah we just did beach and groceries and booze and then also the pearl harbor that was free so it's not like that even cost Hmm. yeah so yeah well i'm excited even though carolina is not my team darnold is an amazing story I, i i thought he got absolutely nothing with the jets they gave him nothing, Mr. Bug Eye Gate. Guys, it should be in a horror movie. Um, and I, I'm glad that he's doing well. And best defense, one of the best defenses in the league. They got 10 sacks, I believe, so they're number one in sacks. And they've got talent around him. And I'm, I'm glad for the guy. I, I always thought he was a pretty good quarterback. And now that poor kid from BYU with the Jets, I hope they don't destroy his confidence because they're giving him absolutely nothing and he got thrown into the fire. So, um, and this is a team my team has to play, my Cowboys. And I had it as a win before the season began. But now this is going to be a tougher game, especially if, if that defense keeps going and Donald keeps playing better. So I'm, I'm happy for that guy. I really am. Um, who's the Packer fan? Uh, Van, that would be me. Hey, Van, you, 
and they did great. The only thing I want to see, you know, they, they're 15 and five against Detroit. That's why I know who's beat them. He beats Detroit all the time. I, I even told your buddy there, um, a Vital was going to be 38 to 20, so that's pretty close. I want to see him beat some better teams. I think he will. I think he he'll get back on track. The defense was kind of a little shaky, but I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, and then um, I guess one thing I will say, I don't know if you guys feel about this, um, even though Kansas City lost the Baltimore final, I think Kansas City beats Baltimore eight times out of ten. I think they outscored them. And I still think Kansas City is the best team in the division. Oakland, two quality wins. The second, Denver hasn't beat nobody, but they're 2-0. And then San Diego. I want to know what you think about that ranking. And I hope, I'm glad you guys had fun in Hawaii. And uh, welcome back. Oh, thanks, friend. Hey, appreciate you, buddy. AFC West is tough. Yeah, really. And I, I think the Chargers are still the second best team in that division. But Sit, the Raiders, sitting in last. The Raiders are making a very big case for themselves. And, like, Tommy's right. Like, hey, Baltimore, but we're talking about one point. They, yeah. You want to be like, hey, Baltimore is one point better than the Chiefs? Yeah, I guess one day a year. One day a year they are. But, no, I don't think they are. The Broncos are pretending, right? I believe so. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is as good as he's playing right now. I don't think their defense is as good as they've been playing right now. They've given up like 13 points a game. And they're going about to go through a gauntlet that is their own division. And that will really tell you how good the Broncos are when they play L.A., Denver, and Kansas City back-to-back-to-back weeks. But they won two road games, and in the NFL, if you can win yeah. road games, that's a big deal. I, I, I one time interviewed Dick Vermeil. And I was like, hey, what's, like, the definition of, like, a successful season? He's like, you win them all at home, and you win half on the road. Sure. And they're off to the start that yeah. you need. Like, yeah. And Denver's always good. Denver always has good pieces. They just never have that one quarterback to take them to the next level. Like, they had a well, shell. They had a shell of Peyton Manning. And the only reason they won it with Peyton Manning is because their defense and running game was so good. Peyton didn't have to do a lot the last couple years. I will hear that. And now they got Teddy Bridgewater. So Teddy Bridgewater to me is he's the Trent Dilfer. He's the Rich Gannon. He's he's the field general that's not going to hurt you, but he's not going to take you to the next level. So the rest of the team has to play out of their minds. I don't think he is. He's to me, he's like he he's not even to that level of Rich Gannon. He's like, um what's a good like second tier under that? What's a good, like, Tannehill? No, because Tannehill, I think, could really play. Yeah, Tannehill can play. You remember, like. Kerry Collins. He's like a Kerry Collins to me. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll give you that. One. He's a guy who's like, he's like, okay, this guy can go. And what, what did Kerry Collins play? 17 seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm in on that. He's like, that. I don't think he's that next tier. Uh, Brad Johnson, who's in Tampa Bay. There you go. He's yeah, that. One. Yeah. But if, if you. Remember, Teddy Bridgewater was a very talented, dynamic player before the injury Mm -hmm. who could do it all on the football field, had a cannon, had wheels, could read a defense. And then, like, the first opinion he got after his injury, they're like, you have to retire. Like, this is is so bad. Like, you have to retire. And he fought back, and now he's in the NFL playing – meaningful games on Sunday, so kudos to him. Talked in the offseason how he learned a lot from being under Drew Brees. I, I guess that'd be a perfect kind of mix if you want to learn a lot about the game, having Drew there with you. Oh, absolutely. Well, considering the injury, okay, I'll buy your Rich Gannon comparison then. Because if that was the thing that's holding you back, cool. 
Because, I mean, you can overcome that stuff. You can, I mean, and today we're literally living in the future. Like, you, you're not injured forever anymore. You're injured for the time you were injured. Right. And a lot of it's situational, too. Like, got a good O-line, got some talented young receivers, just lost a real good one, but he still has a couple left to throw to. Are you and imp- they got an above-average defense. Are you impressed with Derek Carr? I am. I think he looks good after two weeks. Yeah, looks very leading the league in passing yards, and it's not even close. I've kind of always liked Derek Carr um, from the aspect of I think he's smart. I think he makes the right decision. But I never really thought he had, like, the best athletes around him. Because if you were to be like, hey, Nate, give me the wide receiver core for the Raiders three seasons ago, I would still be thinking. Because they had bust after bust after bust with these wide receiver picks. He never had anybody. And we are talking about with, like, Carr and Bridgewater, two guys that are probably pretty underrated. Like, they're guys who are better than what they claim to be. But in your division, you have what I believe is the hottest second-year quarterback with the Chargers, and you have the face of football and Patrick Mahomes. Right. Like, we could really have the conversation about the AFC West having arguably the best, like, com- or the best division of quarterbacks. It wouldn't be that difficult. You're not going to go with the NFC East with uh, Garner Minshew? <laughs> is he going to dress this week? Anybody who has Garner Minshew is probably the best quarterback squad in the league, according to Fred. There's a bunch of new quarterbacks starting this week because of the injured quarterbacks, you know, people like Wentz and Tua. So, And I'll tell you what, I'll admit it right now. For the Oracle, by the way, I need a new nickname. I gave myself a nickname, the Oracle. You cannot give yourself That's your a rule. Own. Everyone knows that. Yeah, you can't give yourself a nickname, so I'm going to need something else. And I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. Like, I mean, it's only two games in, but he is playing lights out, and he's playing very smart football. And he's making the Eagles look better than that roster says they should be. So that's one I got wrong is Jalen Hurts. That's for sure. Well, their defense and offensive front is pretty strong this year. They're healthy. And I think I saw him pretty aggressive, the offensive line for the Eagles, and that looked pretty good. He was able to get away from a lot of, you know, sacks. He wasn't touched that much. I'm looking at synonyms for Oracle. Nothing's really jumping out here. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll come. I just can't do it myself. There's got to be something with Van, like, like a like a Devan. Devan. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, come up with a good one. These picks are Vandemonium. No, that's not good. That means it's unpredictable. Yeah, just like the accomplishments of other people. There's got to be a way to like prophesize. Like vanicize the word prophesy. Sure, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We don't don't rush it. Vanicy. I do like uh, from the texter. Min Minshew is a god. Yes, thank you. I'm glad you guys are figuring out the program. The second <laughs> he decides to quit playing football, he's going to be a football coach. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's got a football brain like Peyton Manning level football brain. Uh, okay, if Men's Health doesn't want him on the cover every single week, yes. <laughs> Grab a break. I swear I'm going to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals for the rest of the hour. And if you call me and try to talk about football, I will take that call and get distracted. You listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. City Councilman Pat Davis is in the booth next door. He's over on KKOB. I would never tell you to change the channel. But Pat Davis usually has some pretty cool stuff to say. He's got a lot going on. He's plugged into the world. 
friend of the program, friend in real life, Pat Dave. Friend in real life. Yeah, yeah. What I, a dude. I really like him. Hot take. Wonderful public servant. Yeah. Kind of been trying to talk about it. Keep getting distracted. The St. Louis Cardinals have won 12 in a row. 12 in a row. That's hard to do against their schedule. Now, the Chargers, the Chargers, oh my gosh. The Padres are a joke and they're garbage. <laughs> well, they're depleted by injuries. And their team hates each other and they yell at each other all the time. And they have the worst manager in all of baseball. And they'll never see success again. Do, w- Until do, next year. When you see that, is that kind of a place that you do that in front of everybody? Don't you do that in the locker room? Um, yes. Machado yelling at Tatis, telling him to grow up. You don't do that where anyone can see you. You don't even do that in the locker room. You do that in a, like a an Uber ride home together. And you know when the Cardinal streak started? When the Cardinal streak started? September 11th. Okay. They were inspired. That's not. They're inspired, buddy. It's not causation. That's a, <laughs> so their streak happened against the Reds. Playoff team, Mets, playoff team, Padres, playoff team, Brewers, playoff team. The Mets are not going to make the playoffs. Well, I didn't say they're no. going to make the playoffs, but they're all in contention. So they're putting in the strongest work against other teams who are trying to get in. That is very good work by your dudes. By the way, the Cardinals are six up on the Reds and six and a half up <laughs> on the Phillies for keeps, that second wild card. Keep saying it out loud. They're not going to catch the Brewers. The Brewers... I think got them by like nine, eight and a half. No, they're not going to catch the Brewers. They're not going to catch the Dodgers. You know what they have caught? Fire. Yeah. They're the best story in baseball right I now. I agree completely. And two teams in the National League are going to win 100 games. And probably, probably in the American League. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Because I don't think your Astros will. 91 wins is a lot of wins, but you'd have to win nine out of the last ten, and it's just not going to happen. No. The Astros have won four of four in a row, nine, nine of eleven. If the Rays do win a hundred games, it's because they took two or three, two of three or three of three from your Houston Astros. They play next week. I don't mind. We don't have a wild card game. We're going to win the division no matter what. Yep. So here we go. The White Sox, in arguably the worst division in the history of all sports, the AL Central <laughs> locked up the AL Central last or yesterday. How about all the teams in the AL East could be in the playoffs? Not really, but you think of two teams that are fighting, three teams fighting for two wild card spots in their AL East teams, and they're separated by two games. That is crazy. The Blue Jays are going to miss out, and that sucks for the Blue Jays because they have a good young core. Well, they a good offense. Half a game back. Like anything could happen in 10 games when you're that close. I don't see Boston or New York folding. Why not? Boston has overplayed expectations all year. They've won seven in a row. They can crumble. The Yankees, besides Garrett Cole, can't pitch. Well, and then you look at teams like the Mariners and the Athletics, and you're like, you're like, can they come up? I just don't. I don't think they have have it in them for a good run. Yeah, I would have to look at the Mariners' schedule to tell you. But if they're playing like, well, and they are. I'm looking right at it. Seattle and Oakland are playing right now. Yeah, but then they play the – like, the Mariners go on to play the Angels, which are garbage, then the Athletics three, and then the Angels three more. So you would think of their final nine, they got a shot at six or seven wins. Sure. If I had to give a prediction, which I don't, 
but because I'm a professional. That's more my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I say your Blue Jays are going to miss out. And I think that the Mariners are going to beat up on the Athletics to end the season. Sorry for you. Yeah, I don't think anyone from the AL West is able to make a run and sneak in. I just don't think they're strong enough. Plus, they're going to beat up on each other. I don't see it happening. The Cardinals will play the White Sox in the World Series, and Tony LaRusso get what he deserves. Ooh-wee. I like that storyline. It's the 2011 Cardinals in 2021. Fitting? Yes. Let's go to break. We get back. We're 15 minutes away from Peter Trevisani. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Top of the hour. At 5.15, just 15 short minutes from now, Peter Trevisani, the owner of the New Mexico United, will join us. We're going to talk about a binding letter of intent between the New Mexico United and the city of Albuquerque that they co-released today. A lot of excitement. The United have made uh, what I'm going to argue is not argue what i'm going to emphasize is a very large pledge i love a good album drop it comes out of nowhere hope kendrick drops an album soon this letter drop is pretty exciting too so get ready for peter to come on and talk about what they are doing I like it whenever people really put it out there. Like, this is the intention. This is how it's going to happen. Don't try to BS you. No. You can see the letter in its entirety on the New Mexico United social media outlets, platforms, and the city of Albuquerque. And United owner Peter Travisani will join us to go over the details. Thursday Night Football tonight, Van. 6.20 kickoff. That's why... We're getting Peter in before, and the ice are on the net. The game's in Houston. It's Carolina at Houston. The Panthers are favored by eight. It's supposed to be the most boring game in the history of football with an over-under of 43. What do you got, man? I haven't analyzed this game a lot because, you know, we were in paradise for a week. Yep. So I got to catch up on my weekend picks. Let me Let me just give you the insight. Christian McCaffrey leads the league in total yards. Christian McCaffrey leads the league on both of my fantasy teams, too, and in my heart. He also leads the league in getting tackled at the one- or two-yard line. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Panthers win easy. I don't think the Texans can do it without a hot start from Terod Taylor. He's out. He gone. I don't even know who the quarterback is. Rookie Davis Mills. Who? Davis Mills. Mills, right. M-I-L-L-S. Let me Google that. Davis Mills. Isn't that a cereal company? Davis Mills? Right, let me give you the breakdown on Davis Mills. General Mills. Ah, General Mills. That's the military Played cereal at, company. Played at Stanford. Smart kid. Third round pick. Uh, he's going to play before your boy Justin Fields plays this year. He'll go up against one of the hottest and nastiest defenses in the league. Good luck. Yeah, Panthers take it super easy. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Davis Mills is the future of the Texans. 
Okay, you just Googled him, and now... He's the future. He's the truth. He's arguably the best football player in the history of the planet. 22 years old, out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, he looks like the real deal. I'm in on him. I'm changing my pick from the Panthers to the Texans. (laughs) Davis Mills is going to come out of nowhere, set a single-game passing record. I think he will have possibly 675 yards passing. All right, to prove your integrity, I want to see you pick it in our Pick'em League, too. Sorry, did not. I already submitted the Puppy Bowl uh, Animal Humane Society pick for the station where I believe I took Carolina. Well, you could do it on the, in our other league. That's how I knew. But that was before I knew about Davis Mills. Yeah. Stanford grad. Got to be smart. I guess... Carolina will hand it off 40 times. 40? Yeah, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey gets about 24 of them, about 8 or 10 receptions. Just control the clock and and just beat uh, a pretty soft roster quite handily. They got any wide receivers down there right now? Not any names that we know are household. Odell Beckham, he out, right? Jarvis Landry, he out? Yeah. I think Odell Beckham's back this week. Oh, okay. Sam Darnold didn't even throw it 20 times last game. Like, what is this team doing? 350 yards. Don't need to. They have to, by rule, give the Texans the ball at some point in the game. Over and over again. (laughs) Over, they get it every other time. Yeah. At least once. All right. Either the first or second half, they're going to get it at least once. Hunter will be busy. But here's another thing, though. You never know. Carolina's going on the road for the first time this season. It's still a young team, so you ne- you never know. I'll uh, give that caveat to the Texans. William, what- yeah, I mean, you never know, but that's a cop-out. It is a cop-out. Panther's going to mop the floor with them. If you listen to a sports talk radio show where they're like, you know, they're going to play the game real hard, anything could happen. That's not good. I'm going to give you a hot take. Jeff Driscoll is on the heels of Davis Mills, and if he doesn't get his world right, it's going to be Jeff Driscoll show in Houston. And why not play Driscoll over a rookie? Because he sucks. Because he must not know the playbook or something. He's not good. Oof. This is how bad Deshaun Watson is. What team is going to just hit that price? Because whatever the Houston is asking for him, and I don't know what it is, whatever they're asking, the second the team is like, here it is, they say yes, and they say Wave your no wave your no trade clause. Do this. Leave. They were reported to have give. They want two number ones and a number two. Well, they want Miami's got that. A defensive starter, an offensive starter, two number ones and two number twos. Like that's a lot for a creep, allegedly. If Carolina's defense is available in your fantasy football league, go get them. That'd be a smart start. If, you were, if you're playing individual defensive positions in your fantasy league, go get everyone that has a Carolina next to their name. <laughs> Brian Burns will be in Davis Mills' lap all night long. Poor guy. And Carolina does weird stuff. Like, they'll go out there and be like, we got five linebackers. <laughs> like, why? Why do you have that? <laughs> Mills is going to go up there and can't scratch your head. You got a helmet on. Hey, but he's smart. He went to Stanford. He went to Stanford. 
If he throws it to anyone who's not that Brandon Cooks, that's a bad decision. I mean, what's so, what's so great about Standard? Like this, this janitor was the best mathematician at Harvard. It's not a big deal to me. That's not a big deal. Are you right now talking about Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> was that not a documentary? Is Rex Burkhead still in Houston? I think he is. Phil, they're, they're, they're running with... Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. David Johnson. Philip, Philip Lindsay. And Rex Burkhead. Oh, they got Burkhead, too? They do. Congratulations. They have every running back in the league with more than six years of experience, and you're not sure where they're at. If you're like, like is that guy still in the league? Like, Go yeah. look at Houston's roster. Like, yeah, he's on the Texans. <laughs> not... Your favorite to lose at home. Your team's garbage. And Carolina's going to be three and zero under Sam Darnold, and people are going to be like, "Are they the real deal?" They're not. No, they're not. No, but they are three and zero. They got Christian McCaffrey in a very soft schedule. Also, where are Carolina fans right now? I think only in Carolina, right? I don't think I know one. Well, the more they win, you'll start seeing the bandwagoners in this town. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. In this one? Oh, yeah. Sam Darnold truthers? If they go 6-0, and 7-0, and you'll see maybe one or two at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> the mall will have to order Carolina Panthers shirts for the first time ever. Hot take. All right, so you got to pick. you got to pick with it, man. You ready? Panthers favored by eight, over under 43. Give it to me. Uh, Panthers in the over. I, w- I would not bet on this. I wouldn't bet on this, but if I did, I would say Panthers in the over. Because Texans are going to just sling it around, have a lot of garbage time points against Carolina's second-string defense once they're up 20. I'm not telling football fan at home to do something better with your Thursday night time. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the softer games on the schedule this all is, year. This is a highlight one for me. But it's Christian McCaffrey. Cool. He's very fun to watch. Cool. He's going to be a great Houston Texan in four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> really excited for that David David Mills match. Davis. It's not even David. Davis Mills. Make great cereal. Robbie Anderson, I think, is a very good talent. But I can't tell if he really gets the game. Friend of the show, Robert, is reaching out. He says he is a Carolina fan. Sweet. And if that stands true, I want to hear the Carolina fandom because I don't believe they're legitimately a 3-0 and team. Welcome yeah. to the program, Robert. Well, well in my case, I, I, I trust the defense, but I don't trust Sam Darnold. No. I mean, I've seen the way that he played with the Jets, so – I, I love what McCaffrey brings. I love the wide receivers, but but they could have done better by drafting one, I think, But because there were still people available because Fields was even available when they drafted. So I'm just saying. Um, but, I mean, he looks better right now because he's always playing with the lead, but I want to see what, it hap- what happens when they're playing from behind, like when we're playing Tampa Bay or somebody who's good. Our, our first real competition doesn't happen until after our bye week, which is – Week 13, I think, or, or maybe right before that, because we played the, the first team that we really play is going to be Arizona. That's like going to be my stamp test to see how great they actually are. Because I didn't like the Cam pick, but he did okay. But 
until <laughs> the Super Bowl option where he like was an idiot. But anyway. <laughs> Robert, the president, vice president, secretary, and sergeant in arms of Albuquerque's Carolina Panthers fan club. Is it, is it just you when you go to Dave and Buster's to watch the Panthers? Do you know anybody else here in town? I know a couple, but they're few and far between here. So, but I, you know, I, I grew up in Virginia, so there you go. That's the that's the team that I that I ended up picking. So. I am. Like, and I've been with him ever since. I just pulled their <laughs> schedule up, Robert. I think you're right. Because, like, I don't think the boys are as legit as a lot of the Albuquerque fan base thinks they are. And then the Eagles, the Vikings, the Giants, the Falcons, the Patriots are all pretty beatable. They're very beatable. Like, That's a it, super soft schedule. The, the, hey, the Panthers might end up being the cream of the crop because they're they're playing the sour milk of the crop. All exactly. Right. All right, we I'm on the bandwagon now. Robert, thank you for the call. We're up against the break. Peter Trevisani will be joining us soon. Stick around for that. I like that when we get that new listener. The new friends of the show that the weekday program has afforded us is fun. Because I literally would have told you there's zero Carolina Panthers fans in town. I don't think I've ever seen one. It's like a chupacabra. Like, people talk about them, yeah. but I've never seen one. It's like the Luke Keekle jersey. I got, I've never seen that. I don't think anyone has that. I don't even know how to spell it because I've never seen it. By the way, new friends, new fans at talk abq on social media hit us up on instagram or facebook we're uh we didn't do anything last week in hawaii but we're putting effort into it now and yeah we're trying it's totally worth it let's take a break when we get back peter trevisani is going to tell you about this statement put out by the team in the city of albuquerque today a joint effort on the new stadium project it's abq central 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal today the new mexico united and the city of Albuquerque put out a joint letter. Within that letter from New Mexico United owner Peter Trevisani, it states, quote, Today's binding letter of intent with the city of Albuquerque is about more than dollars. Yes, we are pledging $32.5 million of total investment, including $10 million up front in capital investment that will lead to 780 jobs without raising taxes a dime. But beyond that, this letter is a promise, a promise that we're fully invested and that will be in the land of enchantment for a long time and that will never stop working and doing our part to help create the best possible version of New Mexico, unquote. Well, let's take it straight from the horse's mouth. Peter Trevisani, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Fred. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate you uh, having me on today. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, can you talk to us what prompted the joint letter between the New Mexico United and the city of Albuquerque? And can you talk to us about the significance of it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that's we've always, you know, when the city was talking about a stadium, we always wanted to be you know, the primary tenant so that we could not only have our men's team, but, you know, add programming like a women's team, um, which just wasn't possible. So, uh, you know, during this process, we've, we've always said to the city and really to everybody that we're going to do our part, but we do, we just needed a, an agreement with the city before we could, could outline it. So I, I'm hoping that today, you know, given that the stadium is a hundred percent owned by the city, um, you know, this is our ability to kind of, contribute to the project, put some skin in the game and, and uh, hopefully get this done so we can, uh, you know, so that we can push forward and build a, a stronger New Mexico. Peter, can you elaborate a little bit on the significance of this letter of intent? To me, this seems like this is now in between United and the city of Albuquerque. This is real, real. Like you, you put a ring on it oh, this yeah. time. Like you really came out and said your intentions. 
Absolutely. You know, stadium deals are funny. I don't, I think they're, they're, they're kind of misunderstood, you know, in most cities, what happens is a team partners with the city, the team will put in, you know, a lot of money and the city will end up also doing a bond or, or helping out. Right. But at the end of the day, the, the team owns the facility. They don't pay rent. They, they own the, the, the facility. In this case, it was the complete opposite. The city owns the facility and, and we're contributing rent and contributing some capital. And, uh, we wanted to make a big statement. New Mexico United has never been about maximizing profits. It's always been about maximizing positive outcomes. You know, we're a community-driven organization. We have been since before we ever kicked the first ball, and we will be uh, until we kick the last ball, hopefully 100-plus years from now. So um, this is just the kind of commitment you make when, when you really believe in your city and believe in your state. There was a joint reading of the letter today, which was live-streamed on the New Mexico United social media. Go check that out if you have interest in seeing that. Facebook.com slash New Mexico UTD. Obviously the website for the entirety of the letter. Peter, when pinning this and organizing and putting together, uh, it's not it's not straight from you. This wasn't Thomas Jefferson only. You, you had worked with a, with a handful <laughs> of people. Who in the city has been crucial in assisting you? And then what has that assistance meant to the team and the prospect of the new stadium? Yeah, we'll give the Ben Franklin Award to Lawrence Real. He's uh, he's been amazing. Um, he's been a day. He's the chief operating officer. People don't know him. He does a lot of work behind the scenes. And and most maybe in this case, the most important and relevant piece of information is Lawrence was the guy that got the isotopes, uh, you know, uh, bond done twenty years ago. I didn't know that. Uh, so he yeah, he worked on that. He understands that. And so for him, it was really easy. Seems like we might be losing Peter. Let's try to modernize it. Hey, can you re can you restate that, Peter? We lost you for just one second. Uh, I I apologize. Just uh, I'm I'm uh, in transit right now. But yeah, Lawrence Real, who's the chief operating officer, he, um, you know, he worked on the isotopes deal. That was his primary job 20 years ago. So he just wanted to replicate and repeat and modernize that agreement. And so in in that regard, we were able to move pretty quickly. Um, you know, he knew that we wanted to uh, be a big part of it and we wanted to be a big part of it. So, uh, you know, without Lawrence, this doesn't get done, but the, the entire you know city has been helpful. And, and for United fans and the curse and, you know, everyone who shows up for every match, this is a, a real statement that, hey, not only are we going to build a stadium, not only are we going to do it better here in Albuquerque, but we're not going anywhere. No, I mean, it's that's uh not only are we not going anywhere, you know, everyone that owns New Mexico United is from New Mexico or lives here. Yeah, you know, this isn't an out-of-town ownership group. You know, so many corporations, and I'm glad the corporations are coming to New Mexico. Um, it's This isn't to, to, you know, when you see Top Golf or Netflix, those are all great, and we're happy they're here. But um, they're not from here, and, and we are from here. So we understand what, what's needed. We believe we understand what's needed, and, and, uh, and, and the best way to, to push forward so that we build a better, authentic New Mexico, you know, Albuquerque in New Mexico. So we're not going anywhere. We never once said, if we don't do this, we're going to leave. That's not on the table. Um, you know, we hope the bond passes and we encourage people to, to get the facts, uh, to really get informed. There's so much information, uh, disinformation out there. It's so easy just to say, you know, blah, 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 and it's not grounded in any kind of base or fact. Uh, so just get to know the facts and vote how you think is appropriate. Just go out and vote. And if it doesn't, if it passes, amazing. We've got $50 million from the city. 
We'll have $8 million that we've already gotten from the state, which doesn't get talked about a lot. $10 million from the team, that's $68 million. That's the amount we need to build the stadium. And, um, and you know, for some reason, you know, look, if it doesn't pass, then we're going to keep walking the line. I mean, we're not going anywhere. We'll just figure out another way. That's what we do in New Mexico. We're gritty, and, and we'll figure it out. But this is a huge, to be honest, and, it, you know, and I know it's coming from me, but in the sense of I've got a lot of uh, – to gain from the stadium, this is a strong proposition for the city because it allows them to own the stadium 100%, but actually have private money coming in to help them support it. So you're not going to find very many public projects that have that structure. Also available on the city of Albuquerque's website, the letter of intent uh, to you from the city, which is, uh, well, just, well, excuse me, I phrased that wrong. The letter of intent uh, as the city hosted. So this is not just a PR thing. This is not just a marketing ploy. This is a, we are making this effort, we being the United, and the city is, we are making this bond. We have this 25 years of length. Uh, we, here's how it affects taxes. It's all laid out for you, and everything that lays within it is a factual statement, which cannot be interpreted any way outside of its legal ramification. Is that correct, Peter? That's correct, and we wanted it to be clear, and and it's a binding, you know, legal document. So uh, there's there's things laid out there, and there's recourse if people don't follow through. So while there's a long long forms that need to come once the bond is if the bond's approved, that will come when that happens. But this is these aren't just aspirations. So in that letter, in addition to all the economics. Um, the ten million up front before any dirt gets moved, the United will have ten million in the in the project that we can't get back. Um, in addition to that, uh, within three years of the stadium, uh, we have to make our best effort to get a professional women's team here, which is something I've always wanted to do. But now it's now it's a, a binding commitment, um, and uh, and the same with the concessions. There's a. a a binding commitment to use as much New Mexican food from New Mexico, from our farms uh, or local vendors as much as possible. So we're not importing cheeseburgers from, from Buffalo and from Cincinnati. We're just getting them right here from New Mexico. So there's a lot in there that, that has a lot of ancillary benefits that, to be honest, you know, could create a you know financial issue for the team. But again, it's not about maximizing profits. It's about maximizing positive outcomes. And we think that this is a, a huge one. Rent and taxes are going to be about a million dollars a year for you. That's like a, a Manhattan apartment almost. You get a whole, <laughs> you get a whole stadium for that. How about that? Yeah, yeah. It depends how you look at it. It's all relative. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's um, yeah. I mean, I think we're paying a very fair rent. Um, it works for the city. The city, uh, given how much money we're putting in with the thirty-two and a half million over the life of the of the bond. Uh, it basically is about a two million dollar investment a year for the state for the city. So that's two million dollars that could be used for other things, could be used for other capital projects, parks or pools. It could, it could uh, conceivably, uh, unlikely but conceivably, go into the general fund, which is about three hundred fifty million dollars already. So that could go into, you know, jobs uh, for city workers. But for two million a year, we're getting a seventy million dollar stadium, and without getting, you know going crazy on the math, there's much more than $2 million of gross receipts tax is going to get generated from the stadium over the course of a year. So even that piece uh, will be a profit center for the city. I, I just, we want this to work and it needs to work for the city. It can't just work for one party or, to, or we haven't done our job. 
to piggyback on that last question, with with rent and with taxes, it seems like it kind of just immediately pays for itself. I mean, is that is that the vibe all the number crunchers are getting here? Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. Um, you know, I mean, it's thirty two and a half million. We could that's a long way to building. We could have a private stadium uh, well established for that. But the reason why we went this direction is it's a city facility. And it's a way to support our city. This is about much more than soccer and much more about New Mexico United. It's about a, a community center that will have art spaces, that will have music, and that's how we pay it off. We pay it off financially, which is really important. So it's a profit center, and then we, we pay it off with um, experiences uh, for, for, our, for our citizens. Um, and, and so I think we've been able to check off both, both boxes. It's a very reasonable uh, project for the city they're not out over their skis and uh it's a reasonable project for united we feel really confident we're going to be here for a long time and we're backing it up with 10 million dollars on day one and 32 million 32 and a half million over 25 years you can't just be confident you're going to be here for a long time you're literally signing a 25-year lease <laughs> if, if i'm around when it's time to renegotiate i'll be really happy I'll bank it. That's I'll take it. an excellent point. We didn't talk about the team, and that's okay. We didn't talk about any of your cool merchandise, but I need a pair of those sunglasses. That's okay. Let's do it. But we did talk about the stadium, and thank you for clarifying some stuff. Obviously, we will make this all available on our social media at TalkABQ. Find us, and you will find it. Two versions, the one the United put out and the one in the city of Albuquerque, uh, both vital and both full of information. Anything we missed, Peter? No, I just say, look, I just – we – you know, this is um, – it's so important that everybody just gets out and vote for it or against it. That's yeah. not even – this isn't just vote if you're for it. And this is about let's go make a statement. Let's go tell people what we think, and let's get out and, and vote. This is our democracy. This is what it's all about. It's not about – this is one of the few times it doesn't have to matter if you if you vote red or blue or in the middle. Like, this isn't about politics. This is just about – this is about community. So – just get educated, learn the facts the best you can, and vote the way that you feel is right, and and be heard because everybody counts. And just like real quick, and I know we have to go to break, but like, there's are there hidden costs that aren't being seen because like the team even pays for like police and fire and stuff, right? Like the municipal services we pay for that the operations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I just if you are if you're hesitant or you're not informed or you don't think you have a strong grasp on what the bond issue is where is the best place to get like the most streamlined, easy access information on, on exactly what's happening? Yeah. So right now the city of Albuquerque just put the agreement online at the city of Albuquerque website. And then I believe in a few days there actually will be a web website dedicated to the stadium issues um, that will have all the information. So, so you know, if uh, we'll get that out on social media and, and get some URLs out there so people can get information. But if, if you really have a question call the team call me i'm you know we're uh i i don't you know i don't live in a million dollar manhattan apartment you know i live in i live on central on central downtown so just give me a call i'm happy to talk about it and also want to learn if people have reasons they don't like it then let's hear that that too that's who we can do to try to alleviate the the, the point uh, points of pain early voting starts october the 5th uh help the city make a decision thank you so very much peter great thank you Thanks, Peter. Good dude. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Thank you to Peter Trevisani, who joined us in the last segment to talk about the binding letter of intent between the New Mexico United and the city of Albuquerque. 
on the stadium proposal. Uh, I thought there was a lot of information there. I was into that. I like facts. I don't understand why people aren't into it. I know we have to be, you know, objective members of the press here. I don't. I'm not a But I think it's it's a very good idea for Albuquerque. Oh, my God. Sport, why do you want nice things? Sports talk show host wants a new stadium. Yeah, big surprise. You know what else I want? Concerts. You know what else I want? Graduations. You know what else I want? Uh, professional sports. You know what else I want? A world of entertainment downtown. You know what else I want? An influx of jobs. You know what else I want? Opportunity. That's what I want. Can we just get that? Sure. Why don't you want nice things, Albuquerque? Why are you pigeonholing yourself? $50 million. You know what $50 million is? If I'm having like a little rant of a second, that's a lot of money to like people who don't have money. Because that's not a lot of money in the municipal big picture of things. You know how bonds work? Let me tell you about credit ratings for cities. I'd have to look up Albuquerque. I'm sure they're a AAA credit rating. You're going to get the bond at like 1.2% or something, which it may already be established as a percent. I don't know. And then you're going to have 25 years to pay it off because the the interest accrues so slowly that inflation is going to surpass it. It's going to be like more than $50 million by the end of your 25-year lease, which, by the way, they will pay it off early. You need an example. Look at Isotopes Park. $800,000 a year in rent plus taxes to the city. A million bucks coming in. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. The United are already paying rent at Isotopes Park. I recognize that argument. I don't necessarily need to hear it. It's an increased rate. By the way, the Isotopes are also paying rent. Mm -hmm. That's how this thing works. 2016, New Mexico's state budget was $18 billion. Can't find directly city of Albuquerque right here. Let me give me a minute. Well, there's not a ton in New Mexico. It's in nothing. Albuquerque. It's nothing. But I don't want my taxes. Your taxes don't go up. No matter what, there's going to be a bond for fifty million dollars for something. Now I understand capital improvements. If you don't understand capital improvements, call the show on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. I will explain it to you. I know it's not just stadiums. I recognize that it's sewage and sidewalks and, and roads and infrastructure. I get all that stuff. I understand it. What I'm telling you is you have a venue that will influx cash. It will influx community pride. It will influx individuals that currently do not have an opportunity to come to the city for uh, big concerts or events. And by the way, it's going to infuse $80 million worth of finance into an area of the city that needs an $80 million infusion. Huh? Now, if the development around it is just parking lots, I get your argument. That's a bad plan. That's bad infrastructure. You don't do that. But if you put in businesses and restaurants and a, I always talk about St. Louis, so a Kansas City style gas and light like district of, of goings-ons and nightlife and to-dos in a venue that is possibly open year-round during all parts of the day for, for your lunches and dinners and, and your ongoings. You know what I'd love to see? A group of kids for prom going out at a cool dinner spot downtown. I would love to see that. You know where you don't see that? Downtown. Yeah. We need to fix downtown. That place is getting run down. Okay, I got an idea. Let's put... No businesses will come there. Hey, let's put a stadium downtown. A bunch of businesses will come there. No! From the texter, I don't support it. I know you don't support it. That's why we're giving you an opportunity for facts. Because your opinion, valid to you, is not based in facts. Every like opposition I've seen to it is like, 
Well, I just don't want to see no handouts to anyone. It's not a handout. If it's a if it's a fifty million dollar bond, and for twenty five of the first twenty five years, the repayment on the bond is two million dollars, and the team alone is paying a million bucks of that. The team alone. You're going to tell me that the city of Albuquerque isn't organized, ran, prepared, structurally stable enough to bring in another mill? How many home games do United play? I really don't know. <laughs> 15? 20? So you're going to tell me you got 340 days for the rest of the year and you can't divide a million by that? You can. Also, I don't know what they're called here. They're not called TIF taxes. Betterment taxes, Can we, it's ridiculous to me. Given an opportunity. This is what happens when people don't like nice things. You know, what, you know what's in that part of town right now? And I'm not trying, if you live there and you love it and that's your part of life, I'm not trying to downplay you. There's a lot of cars in front yards that don't have tarps over them. <laughs> I get why you don't want nice things. All right, you're talking about my neighborhood. Man. I know I'm Take talking it. about your neighborhood. Take you know it. what the house I'm talking about. <laughs> Take it easy. Takarese. And I agree. If you're Borellis and you want to keep Borellis Borellis, yeah. sign a community charter. Sign a pact. Start your own HOA that you have very strict regulations. What can happen in your neighborhood? Yeah, do it yourself. Don't just complain about it. Do something about There's it. There's a checks and balances, too. It has to get, The bond has to get approved. If it doesn't get approved, the whole thing just dies. Cool, I get it. That's the voters' will. I'm in support of that because I'm in support of democracy. Huh, well, you don't say. Yeah, but then let's say that the voter does pass it. Let's say the bond goes through. It You don't just start building a building. You have all your aldermen and city councilmen that are like, cool, this is how we do it. Here's the thing. They're elected by you. The people that make the city, you pick them. A bunch of guys in United jerseys with jackhammers and shovels aren't going to show no. In your backyard the next day. That's not how it works. You know who is going to show up? A lot of skilled tradesmen to build it. Oh, really? And they're going to hire local, they said? That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. So it's like giving your uncle a job. I've lived in Albuquerque for four years. You know how many cranes I've seen downtown putting up buildings? Zero. (laughs) Because birds can't do construction like humans can. (laughs) Dummy. It's not a crane bird. You know there's always construction? Um, Oh, help me out. Northeast Whites? Bernalillo. There's always something going on in Bernalillo. Yeah. The whole four years later, they've been redoing that road. It's just frustrating to me. I know we were going to talk price into Shambo. We'll do it when we get back from the break. <laughs> ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, you have to hate the exact same thing that I hate, and you have to hate the exact same people that I hate, and you have to love the exact same things that I love, um, or else, fam. Well, that sounds unreasonable. That's what the texter says. Oh. It's almost like there's billions of different people on the planet who experience life in different ways. Oh, my goodness. How novel. What do you know about municipal government? You're a talk show radio host. Here's what I know. I worked in it for like 10 years. I literally know a ton about it. There you go. But I didn't know that. You didn't tell me beforehand. We didn't bother to ask. Can you imagine there's like a life outside of this microphone? Texer. A life full of different careers and rich, unique experiences and yeah. knowledge and education and studies outside of 
the the Bengals spread. Yeah, traveling to Hawaii. Hey, that's why this show isn't sports only show. Yeah. And again, if you love that, if you sweat sports in such a way that there's no existence outside of that, I am a fan of yours. But there absolutely is. This is the playground of life we are currently on. And you know what I'm doing on that playground? I'm playing. My favorite sport is pro wrestling, y'all. It's because I like entertainment. I had a betrayal of my pro wrestling uh, perception of professional golf this week, Van. I know what you're about to say. Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kafka ate dinner together. They broke bread together, Van. Depending on your perspective, the face and the heel of of pro wrestling golf, they actually hang out. It's all it's all facade. It's all a facade. I've been fooled. Always yeah. does. The Ryder Cup team had dinner together. DeShambo said it was fine. Ugh! You need to hate each other. They broke kayfabe. Yeah. You never break kayfabe. Don't break kayfabe. Would Tiger do that? I don't think so in yeah. his heyday. You ever see the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan driving around together? No. No, you didn't. Because that breaks kayfabe. That's what happened. Hit the sneeze button, Van. Figure at, it out. At least have dinner like in a private location. Yeah. Don't just go where the paparazzi are who's going to do a story on it. Like, Keep this going. Like We've been talking about this feud... For months now. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's my favorite thing. One of my favorite stories. We've had people from the friggin' Golf Channel on to talk about this story. And now it's not even real. It's not even real. I've, I've been, been fooled. fooled. Pinch poke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love? All the social media around it. I love that. I love everything that's not them. Like all these like outside factors that are like, they hate each other. There's great controversy. Their text, I want to see their text. You know those fake websites that are those websites that make up fake text screens? Like, that's what I want of this. I want them to just hate each other. Yeah, like real life hate each other. But here's what DeShambo Like, convince me. Yeah. You think someone's really going to hate you, hate you for the rest of your life because one of the guys plays slower and one of the guys got more muscly? Those aren't real reasons to hate somebody. No. No, he didn't sleep with his wife. You know what he said? He said, I got more ships than him. Why is he getting all the TV time? That was how this thing started. Because Brooks Kafka is very good at golf. And the guy that's not quite as good as golf as him, Bryson DeChambeau, was getting more TV time. This isn't about the game. You want a Weineken to go with those French cries? DeChambeau says, quote, I think there may be something fun coming up here moving forward, but won't speak too much on that. That makes me so mad. No, they went to dinner dinner to decide who gets Tom Brady, who gets Aaron Rodgers at the next celebrity golf match. Hey, forget celebrity golf. Celebrity boxing is what I want. Ooh. Four four rounds. They won't do it because they they don't really hate each other. No, they don't. And this is all a sham. We've been fooled. A hologram. Friggin' mirage. Is nothing in life valuable anymore? Can I trust nothing? Where's the sanctity of rivalry? Good at trash talking, and that's about it. Yeah. I was really hoping for Bulls Pistons. You know what I got? LeBron and everyone. (laughs) They're all friends. They're all friends. They were always friends. I'm a fool for even nibbling on the edge of it. Yes. Yeah. I want them to hate each other like 
Like Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers hate each other. Yeah. Where's that? Ben Simmons hates the Sixers. <laughs> Doc. Trust the process, Fred. Doc, can Ben Simmons as a point guard ever ever help the Wizards, the Bullets, win a ship? No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, okay. That, to me, is you hate each other. Sweet. <sighs> well, we were just hanging out in Memphis, and we thought we'd have dinner. That's stupid. Is that right? It's the, the St. Jude, right? That's the one in Memphis? I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I don't even think, you know, I don't think DeChambeau is the vaccine. I'm not trying to even throw more shade on this, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, how do you get into the restaurant then? Because <laughs> he was boycotting reporters. I, like, did you guys see that? Because he was like, don't talk to me about the vaccine. Boycott. Now he comes out talking about his new boyfriend, Brooks Kapka. Josh Shushan will join us in about five minutes. We're going to do crosstalk, talk about the isotopes, get off air a little early tonight. Thursday night football. I don't know. You want to go to Dave and Buster's or something? Sure. I'm in. I like that. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Had a lot of fun during this one. We keep them short on days that the isotopes play. because, Well, at least when they play like in a time zone that's relevant to us. Right. Like when they're on the West Coast, you still get your full your full serving of your boys. Josh Shushan is joining us for the crosstalk as we're going to talk a little bit about Isotopes Baseball and what's going on with the team. Josh, how are you? I was already in a good mood, and then when I heard that it was Quentin Simon, Fred Flintstone, I got into <laughs> an even bigger smile on my face. Yeah, we, uh, we've had that intro. The the music bed there, Josh, is prepared was created by Brandon Ortega from KOB, the sports broadcaster. Is and, that right? Yeah, so he so he's a talented musician beyond anyone's recollect understanding of him. Uh, but on the on the weekend show, we do the alarm clock to okay. start. But then on the weekday show, we do Fred Flintstone because yeah, big fan. Yeah, we're big imaging guys here. That's okay. how, that's how I, we I do. Can, I can appreciate a, a, a big image, a uh, good image, a good big image. Uh, your guy Sam Hilliard went right up and started hitting bombs and being a dude. Congratulations Holy to cow. him! Did you you guys saw that one right? Uh, it's I think it just landed. <laughs> when he hits them, he like they they just go so far. Um, so we're playing Reno tonight. We played we only played Reno once, and it was in um, June. And he hit one, and the one that he hit in Reno it looked almost exactly like the one that he hit last night. Right? It was straight away just a tad bit to the right where he just hits it so pure and so far. And I got the StatCast data when we were in Reno, and it went 485 feet. And I remember talking to him the next day, and I remember I saw him. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, Sam, you got five minutes to talk to me? He goes, yeah, I was hoping you'd want to talk to me. And I go, really? Why is that? He goes, because that means I'm doing well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I told him 485, and he's like, really? He's like, wow. He goes, I didn't know I hit it 45. He goes, I know I hit it well. And I remember asking him, like, what does it feel like when you hit a ball that good? And you know what he said? He said it feels like nothing. He said when you hit it that pure you feel nothing. You feel no vibration in your hands. He goes, you feel nothing when you hit it that pure. Do you instantly uh, – sorry, Van, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you instantly, when you're called up to the major league team, just hate the Dodgers? Is, <laughs> do, do, do you not even need, like, any sort of exposure or knowledge? You just get up there and, and you hate them more than anything that's ever existed? Well, if your organization is doing it properly, you should learn that hate when you're in the minor leagues, right? That's a good point. Um so Brian Servan, our catcher, he has had a huge year against the Oklahoma City Dodgers, right? He had the walk-off home run when we had the huge comeback from down 10-1 to win 11-10. 
Um, he hit a home run off Clayton Kershaw. I think he's hit something like five of his 15 home runs off, off Oklahoma City. And then we went and we looked it up, and he's got something like – I don't have the numbers in front of me because it's been like a week now. I think it's something like nine of his 36 career home runs have come against Dodgers affiliates. And, I, and, and when he walked by about a week and a half ago, I was like, Dodgers killer, Brian Servan. He goes, I hate the Dodgers. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, I hate the Dodgers. And he's a guy who grew up in Southern California, right? And he was actually telling me about how, you know, he's got all these family members, you know, who like the Dodgers. But, you know, again, if the organization is doing it right, then you learn to hate the Dodgers before you even get to the major leagues. Well, that makes sense uh, since, you know, so many people eat very well in Oklahoma City. So I'm not... <laughs> Not surprising that he eats well when he's there too. So last home stand, are you okay? When when do you tar- when do you start to tear up? When does it become real? That this well, we is still it? got ten more games, and the, the, so last f- home stand, you're correct, and then five more on the road. And so um, you know, let's see. The last game starts at I think it's noon Pacific time, and so uh, about three thirty ish or whatever. Uh, I'll get a little bit sad, and then I'll start to enjoy my life again. And then about a week or two later, I'll say, okay, I miss baseball. Can we restart Can we start another season now? Huh, I love the attitude. If you like, you can join me in watching the St. Louis Cardinals never lose again because that's <laughs> that's my new hobby as a lifelong Cardinals fan. Is That's th- a good hobby. I tell you what, baseball is – baseball in October to me is like the finest wine that you can drink. Especially yeah. when there's a team like surging at the end. Do you go immediately after the minor league baseball season to just major league baseball like nerd fandom for all of October? In the past, I did, but remember, in the past, we finished on Labor Day. Yeah, good and point. So I, I would kind of give myself like three weeks of sort of like a you know kind of like a chill and pay attention, and then once it got to the last week, then start to get locked in again. You know, the two years of the Rockies went to the playoffs, and that was then that was different. Um, but now this year we end on the same day of the season as the as the major leagues do, and you know you got the wild cards that'll start two days later. So yeah, I mean I'll I'll dive right into it. Why not? So you're going to be seeing me and Fred on Sunday, the last day game of the year. You know okay. your boys don't miss day games, and there's they're giving away short sleeve hoodies. Finally, what in the Belichick is going on on Sunday? Well. First of all, it only took you guys what sixty-four games to come out. So well Whoa, done, you got Josh. In. We've Hold been on. we've been trying to get in Hold the booth on. for sixty-four games. <laughs> okay. We've been to many a game. Oh, I've been like <laughs> we've been like thirty games this year, Josh. Oh, Don't right. get it twisted. Okay, but yes, uh, we will come up to the booth. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that we know where the mute button is and all that kind of good smart, stuff. Smart, so yeah. smart. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, come on up and uh, enjoy the best view in Albuquerque, which is also known as my broadcast booth. We, uh, for years ago, I used to call games for an independent league baseball team. And on Sundays, we would always have di- uh, day games late in the – it was independent league, so it didn't end in September. We'd, we kept playing until, like, it started to snow or whatever. Okay. And, uh, and I would have the, the NFL Sunday ticket up on a tablet as I'm calling the game. And, like, ownership would walk by, and they'd be like, really? I'm like, it's the end of the season. What are you going to do? Are you going to pull me? Because I need to know what the then San Diego Superchargers are doing. Um, and you know, the, I was oh, go going ahead. to quickly interject. Not a lot of people would know this. Gary Heron is someone who would know this, but not a lot of people know that back in the day, minor league baseball, they used to play 200 games. They'd play up to 230 games way back in the 1900s. They played until Thanksgiving when the Pacific Coast League was truly the Pacific Coast, and they were in San Francisco and Oakland and Sacramento and Los Angeles. And, again, that was a really long time ago, but you look through the Pacific Coast League record book, and it's crazy some of the numbers that they put up because they played 200 games in one season. 
I cannot. I, I cannot watch 200 baseball games in one season. I, I struggle with the I struggle with the 85 of the Cardinals that I watch, and I, I watch the highlights for the rest of them. Uh, Reno's in town tonight. Uh, should be a good matchup. The weather is about as perfect as it gets in Albuquerque. Obviously, Thursday night football is on. At, I don't know. The TV's there as well. So come out and enjoy the game. Tune in if you're not going to be there live. Anyway, we missed Josh previewing it's the game. It's final stretch. Today, yep. everyone's record is 0-0. Zero and zero, And whatever team in AAA has the best record over the next 10 days is final stretch champion. I don't, don't know what like that, that is. Never even it's, heard of that. But it's I'm, a new thing. It's okay. 2021, and we're trying all kinds of new things in 2021. So these final 10 games, we're back at 0-0. Zero and zero. So as numerous players told me today, in it to win it. I just Googled final stretch champion, and it's an actual thing. I didn't know yes, about that. Yes, that's a real thing. That's new that to me. That would be a great prank if I had said that to you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. A, a go team. Sweet. Yeah. yeah let's see. Win how to win it. Let's win this thing. Playoff <laughs> start tonight. Playoff fever. Catch it. The the trophy at the end is just a piece of gum just stretched out real far. The players <laughs> get cash. I know that. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm back exactly. in. Exactly. Let's play ball. Get him out in the stadium. Josh Sushan's going to bring you baseball tonight, and he's going to do it in a way more professional manner than he's going to allow Van and I to do it this Sunday when we try to sneak into the booth for the final home game. Josh, thank you so very much. You're welcome. My pleasure, guys. Have good, a good night. Good Appreciate dude. It, Van, any final words before right. we cut it loose? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.